I've got uh, some of you for a lesson later on today, but I've been given an opportunity just to take 10-15 minutes to uh, introduce you uh, a little bit to the subject of uh, philosophy. And I thought uh, one way to do that was to introduce you to um, this chap, uh, a very ancient Greek guy called Plato. Uh, and this is uh, Raphael's painting of uh, Plato. And I want to just uh, tell you a story that Plato uh, wrote, basically. But I'm going to uh, tell you that story, first of all, by showing you a little film clip that dramatizes this story that Plato wrote called The Allegory of the Cave. Now, I have to come over here to my computer just to uh, swap in the video here. So we'll look at The Allegory of the Cave, and then I'll say a few things about that and about philosophy. Imagine prisoners that have spent their entire lives chained deep inside a cave. They have been chained so that they cannot see behind themselves. And they are forced to stare endlessly at the cave wall in front of them. Behind them a fire is burning. And between the prisoners and the fire is a raised walkway. Now imagine that each day a menagerie of objects crosses the walkway. Animals and people carrying their wares to market. Their shapes create an intricate shadow play on the wall in front of the prisoners. This is the only world that the prisoners have ever known. shadows and the echoes of unseen objects. Now, imagine that the prisoner is released. After some time adjusting to the blinding light, the free prisoner will begin to experience the world outside of the cave for the very first time. And it is like nothing he could have ever imagined. With his new perception of the world, the man will of course want to return to his friends to share his incredible discoveries. But the prisoners cannot recognize their old friend. He appears as all things do. His voice is a distorted echo, and his body is a grotesque shadow. They cannot understand his fantastic stories of the world outside of the cave. To them, it will never exist. This, of course, does not make the world outside of the cave any less real. profound story when you think about it. Plato telling a story about how we can just make assumptions in life about what reality is like, about what life is all about, and how if we don't think about our existences, we might just be being suckered into 
being satisfied with a shadow play, being satisfied with not ever really knowing the truths about reality. But Plato also thought of philosophy as thinking about reality, about going deeper than just the assumptions that we are kind of brought up with. But he thought it was dangerous, particularly because Plato was the pupil of another ancient Greek chap called Socrates. And many people have seen this allegory of the cave of the prisoner who escapes from the cave and comes back to try and tell people about reality as an allegory about what happened to Socrates, because he ended up in a lot of trouble in ancient Greece for getting young people to question things and to question the received wisdom of their elders. And Plato says this about the prisoner who comes back from outside the cave. Men would say of him that he went, up he went, and down he came without his eyes, and that it was better not even to think of ascending. And if anyone tried to loose another prisoner and lead him up out of, to the light, let them only catch the offender, and they would put him to death, which is what the ancient Greek city-state of Athens did to Socrates. Uh, they passed a death sentence on him, and he had to drink poison uh, for getting all the young people to question the received wisdom of their elders. So Plato would have said, philosophy is very important, but it will also be very dangerous. And it was Socrates who famously is reported to have said that the unexamined life is not worth living. And so Plato kind of saw Socrates as a martyr to the importance of uh, the examined life, thinking about reality, questioning received wisdom, and, and yet being, being prepared to go all the way to laying down his life for the importance of that cause. I quite like this cartoon. Eat, survive, reproduce. Eat, survive, reproduce. Eat, survive, reproduce. Eat, survive, reproduce. What's it all about? At some stage, we ask the big questions in life, and it's one of the things that sets us apart from the rest of the animal kingdom. We're the animal that wonders about our own nature and the nature of reality, and really fulfilling that aspect of our nature, uh, Plato would have said, is something that helps us to fulfill and to become more uh, more truly who and what we really are as human beings. Philosophers love defining things, so I thought I'd give you a definition of what a philosopher is. What is a philosopher? Well, I think a philosopher is someone, anyone, who's engaged in the wise pursuit of true answers to significant questions through the practice of good intellectual habits. Someone engaged in the wise pursuit of true answers to significant questions through good intellectual habits. Significant questions, well, there's so many of them, aren't there? Things like, why is there something rather than nothing? What is the meaning of life? Is there a meaning of life? Maybe there isn't. Is my mind nothing but my brain? Is there life after death? How do we know anything? Um, what is the good life? Is anything really objectively wrong? Is beauty really only in the eye of the beholder? Or are some things really beautiful? Does God exist? All of these big questions. Whatever the view you have on it, it's much better to have a view that you've thought about than one that you've simply been swept along by 
the way culture is or the way that you were just brought up. You're just kind of leaving your beliefs to happenstance if you do that, I think Plato would have said. And philosophy, I think, is a great subject when you get options to choose it because you can combine philosophy with your interest in everything else in life. Uh, if you're interested in science, well, you can do the philosophy of science. If you're interested in art, you can do philosophy of art and aesthetics and beauty. What is art? What is beauty and so on? So you can combine your interest in all sorts of things in life with philosophy because philosophy deals with the foundational questions of all of the other subjects. So it combines really nicely with things you're already interested in. And it also gives you some of those transferable skills, those, those good ways of thinking about things that I talked about, particularly logic, the art of thinking well, that's a transferable skill, really useful for all of the other subjects. And logic's part of rhetoric, that is, the art of making a good argument, persuasively putting a case across to people. Uh, and that's really useful in all sorts of areas of life, isn't it? So, following Plato and his allegory of the cave, I would say to you that philosophy is important because ideas have consequences. But it's dangerous because ideas have consequences. I noticed that your school motto is believe, succeed. As a philosopher, as soon as I, I saw that school motto, I thought, believe, but believe what? Believe things that are true or believe things that are false? Succeed, but succeed at what? Succeed at doing good things or bad things? At being a beautiful person or an ugly person? Um, you know, it really makes a difference in life, what you're aiming at, and whether you uh, aim sensibly at things or you just get swept along. Philosophy is useful because it teaches transferable skills that are good for all of the other subjects, and it's easily combined with an interest in everything and anything. Um, so I recommend that to you to ponder upon and to think about a philosophy when you get your options to do the, uh, the AS modules either in the next year or the year after that. Thank you very much.